Hi, this is Rob. You are listening to Remote with Rob and Dan, a remotely recorded podcast by Rob and Dan. This week, we are talking about obsessive creative compulsion. Part two of our two-part episode, we started last week. We did one of those top 10 lists, why you never get started on the projects that you want to work on. We got down through number five, and we are going to kick off back at number six. So without further ado, let's get back into the conversation. Number six, don't know how to do it. That's a... (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that stops me from doing all kinds of shit. I don't know how to uh, windsurf, so I don't. (laughs) I guess if I really wanted to, you know what? Never mind. This this is a, this is valid. It, it, my knee jerk was like, well, fuck. There's like a million things I don't know how to do that I don't do, but it's because I don't want to. So yeah, for my birthday, this has been a conversation for since we moved here near lakes. Is I'm like, man, see people stand up paddle boarding. That was awesome. That mm-hmm. was like fun. I want to do that. I'm gonna go buy one. Now, I'm always like, I'm going to go by myself. And Elizabeth's like, don't buy a stand-up paddleboard. You've never done it. Like, why don't you rent one at first? And I'm always like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I never did. I never did. Even though I thought it looked really fun and I wanted to do it and I, I knew I could do it. And and I knew I would enjoy it. And, um, and for my birthday this year, I got one. and um, And it's awesome. And I really yeah. like it. But I didn't know how to do it, and it is a little harder than I thought it would be. And I did fall in the lake a few times, but <laughs> but um, now I can do it. There you go. And I didn't know how. And so the moral to that story is argue about something for like a year and then get somebody to get you what you want for your birthday and then teach yourself how to do it. So you don't have to spend any money on it. There you go. That's the right way to do it for yep. sure. That's how you do it. If you don't know how to do anything, do it that way. Not knowing how to do something, stopping you from doing it. I think in the, you know, creative sense of the word or the, uh, I don't know what the other word I'm looking for is. I mean, I want to, I want to say entrepreneurial. I'm so sick of saying that word. I think, um, you know, if you want to, build a uh, home office out of a garage, which I am doing um, and not knowing how to do it. I don't know how to frame up a French doors, a set of French doors correctly, um, but I'm going to figure it out. Uh, I think, I I think there's, I think there's intrinsic. um, I'll just figure it out mentalities versus I need to learn correctly how to do it mentalities. Um, yeah, I agree. This, uh, as I'm reading through this, there's, it, it's almost about like, like your dreams. So like, mm-hmm. if you have dreams of, of, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I sort of have these dreams that I don't know how to do at the moment, but it says like, there's no shame in not knowing how to do something. There is shame in letting your dreams fade because you aren't willing to go out and learn how to make them real. So sure. Yeah. Learn how to do it. I think that's fair. I think I, you know, I used to say all the time that um, one of the things that I looked for when I interviewed uh, developers, specifically developers, is um, just the ability to figure things out and not being afraid um, to not know how to do something. I think that was a big thing for me um, because there's a lot of times I'd hear, 
you know, whether through having employees or, you know, through friends or whatever here, like, uh, well, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I just, I would never, I would never do that because I just, I I wouldn't know where to start. Well, that's, I don't know. You just figure it out. Yeah. I think also there's a difference between like not knowing how to do something and not wanting to do something. Right. Right. Because there's, after a while, if you like, for a long time before we, you know, were as far into our careers as we are when we were younger i was like i want to be a creative director that's what i want to sure. do sure and and i and i didn't really know how to be a creative director and then i started like doing that kind of stuff and realizing that the stuff that i didn't know how to do i started learning how to do it and i didn't even want to do it right and so it's like sometimes you it you know not knowing how to do something and learning how to do it can help you reframe your dreams yeah also. for sure for sure. I mean, I get, I get anxiety a lot, like a lot of people on like doing my taxes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is just stemmed from like, I don't know what the rules are and this is just annoying. And I don't, this is like, I don't know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, it's okay. That's sort of true, but it's because I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to do that. Exactly. I could, you know, I've been doing, you know, my own taxes for a really long time. I, I, uh, do the financials for a company now. Um, you know, like it's not outside my wheelhouse to like really understand the ins and outs, uh, of, uh, accounting and taxes, um, yeah. you know, for myself and for my company, but I has it, I have no desire to learn how to do that. Yeah. So I know like, I could do it. I just don't want to. That's where your, your dream of becoming an accountant came to an end <laughs> when you learned yeah. how to do your own taxes. Yeah. I have no desire whatsoever. Yeah. So that that's where my head was at when I first read that. Don't know how to do it? Yeah. I don't know how to uh, run an electrical system in a mansion, but yeah. I don't want to. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> number six. Don't know how to do it. What's number, so learn uh, how number to do seven? It. Number seven. Don't know where to begin. That is closely related to number six. Yeah, they're all kind of starting to string together. Yeah, but this is more like blank page, blank page problems. You know, like if you're not sure how to get started, you need to go back to your plan and make sure it's detailed enough. So something I'm doing um, that it relates to this, uh, and I think you and I have talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember what episode it was, but. I think we talked about this, the idea that um, creative constraints create uh, or constraints uh, create um, creativity. No, that, that's not what I want to say. Constraints beget creativity. Um, right. So uh, if you if I tell you to draw a picture, you know, that's very different than, say, draw a picture of a dog skateboarding. Yeah. It's much easier for you to be like, OK. And if I even go further than that, draw a picture of a blue dog skateboarding with a purple sweater. Like you can be just because I created boundaries for you doesn't mean that you can't have a shitload of fun with that. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, The boundaries are, are, I've said this to every employee that, you know, I've ever had is like creating this box is what makes you creative. Even when you're, even when you're like, just draw something in your head, you're creating a box. You know what I mean? At some point, once you start and that's when you start to get creative. With yeah. your drawing, if that's the example, it's like you have this blank page. I don't know where to begin. Boom! My brain tells me draw a dog on a skateboard. All of a sudden, there's a billion ways that I could draw a dog right. on a skateboard. And I, so I, th- I would say my suggestion for people would be, uh, you know, 
if you don't know where to get started, start creating those constraints. Like, yeah, do put the put the walls up where you don't want to go, right? Yeah. Um, and then focus on that, and that'll start to create walls of like where what's going to live inside there. What is going to be, you know, the the, the positive versus the negative yeah. of the experience. I have this like long term plan that revolves around like like a sort of education center slash lab slash like retail thing that I want to do. And between six and seven, that's like the things that are stopping me that yeah. and, I, and financially because it would cost a lot of money. But it, it's like you get crippled by the amount of things that that, you know, are overwhelming that you don't yeah. know how to do like right. what you think I would like, like if I, I wanted to, I don't know how to find an investor. You know what I mean? I, sure. But I should know because I was a founder in a startup that has like 30 investors in it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to write up a business plan to pitch to an investor. I don't know how to research the numbers on like comparable businesses. And if it's, if it's, um, if they're not profitable, then does that like just stop it in its tracks or not? You know what I mean? Like, right. It, and that's where I think going back to number six, it's like, you may need to take classes. You may need a trip to the library. You may need to contact an expert mentor to like help with that. And, I think uh, that was because that, that was literally going to be my advice for something like that is like, uh, if, if I've learned nothing else, in my uh, career now, it's if you don't know how to do that, then quickly ask yourself, like, is that something that you want to be in your core competencies? And if the answer is no, which I know for you, it's, it is no, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, you know, just not. say, just say, well then, okay, I don't, do I want a partner? Okay. Probably maybe not. And if I don't want a partner, that's totally fine. Then you literally just hire someone to do that crap for you. Yeah. You know, literally hire someone to ask you a bunch of questions and then they formulate, you know, the, the basis for what it is that you're missing or whatever. And I think yeah. that's something that a lot of people miss. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the money for that. I'm like, well, then you're not serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, um, you can find a way. It, like hiring yeah. somebody, quote, unquote, could be, you know, throwing someone like a hundred bucks to sit down with you for an hour and a half. Yeah. Or you shit. Know. If it's something to like take your dream and make it come to life, then $5,000 should not stop you. You know, yeah. it might take you a year. To like yeah. scrounge it up and get it together. But if you can hire a badass to spend a weekend with you, you know, and and pull all this shit together and it costs you five thousand dollars, that's something that I've started to learn as I've gotten a little older. And obviously now I have more money than I did before. Um so yeah. obviously that, that changes but things. Ways, but, you know, like uh, even if you don't even if you don't at all have the ability to make five thousand dollars right in a, in a year extra money, which a lot of people don't, you know, right. me included sometimes. And it you can do a GoFundMe mm -hmm. and and you can work, put all the hard work into like realizing your dream on paper right. and and show it off. And, right. and people can, you can, you find out a lot of things through Kickstarter or GoFundMe or anything else like that. And, For sure. I know that you um, fall victim to this too, uh, because I know I do. And just being obviously friends with you, I know you do too. You know, we both... If you sit down, and this is something that I would tell any, and I have told uh, fledgling entrepreneurs or whatever, is like if you sit down and write down everything that you spend over the course of a month, I guarantee you can find $5,000 over the course of a year. 
oh that you yeah do not need to spend you know it was uh it was <laughs> eating out um before we stopped eating out before covid yeah yeah for <laughs> yeah, sure that that was easily where i would guess besides bills and stuff you know disposable income that we had that was where 80 percent of it went yeah the other 20 yeah, for was sure. amazon <laughs> <laughs> um yeah don't know What's... where to begin you they say backwards planning start with your objective figure out what the last step would be then the step before that and so on until you reach a step that's in your immediate power hmm. huh that's that's interesting i actually had a I was listening to a podcast about a guy who has a really great idea i won't go into the idea or the guy but essentially he's got he's got this character that he's created and worked out and and he's made these puppets. He's really into Jim Henson and and um, like made this pitch. And he's like trying to make it a TV show. Mm-hmm. And it take, takes a really long time to do that. And it's taken, you know, he, he even said like, I expected people to just fall all over this. And there's just so much planning and talking and meeting. And it's just taking forever. But he's also a cartoonist. And so he was like, well, I can't do that right now, even though I'm working on it. So what can I do with this right now? Because I want to do something right now. And he right. made a uh, graphic novel and published it. And it got nice. published. And nice. so he was like, I can't do the TV show, but I can do a book. And mm-hmm. if you can't do a book, you can do a web comic. If you can't do a web comic, you can do Instagram posts about it. You know? Right. Like there's something you can do. Mm-hmm. It may not be the the million dollar idea yet. But that doesn't mean you can't get started on something working towards that, right? Or even something like that. I mean, you know, sit down and record yourself doing all the voices. Write a script. Sit down, record yourself doing all the voices, even if it sounds stupid. Send it off to a, a company. Spend five hundred bucks to have someone animate it crappily. You yeah. Know? And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, I got a thing that I can pitch. You yeah, know? exactly. I got a thing that can gauge people's response. Right. And, anyway, and a lot sorry. of times things, especially creative things like that, it takes more than than just throwing one or two things out there. You got to like bash people over the head with it until mm-hmm. enough people see it and remember it and mm-hmm. like it and want it. You know, it's, it's easy to say from, you know, me sitting here. It's easy for me to say that, um, you know, because I know that if I had a grand idea it would the only output that I would be okay with is the grand output that I see in my brain. Yeah. I'm not okay with like prototype output. Um, and that is a lot of times what stops, you know, me from doing something. That's Uh, funny because I I was that way too, when we were first starting Bloxels and we put so many versions of prototype (laughs) output out there and people just, you know, crapped all over it. And, uh, and, and it made us make better versions. Right. Um, and it's funny to to uh, that whole few years of my life got me over the um, everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Mentality. Yeah. All right. Number eight, lack of resources. So mm. they they mentioned that they said because to me, that's like a financial thing, but outside of financial you know, it's a matter of not knowing what you need, um, but it can also be a matter of planning, of not including the tools we need in our plans as a first step. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what that means because it's like they've taken out all the resources that I know about. 
And the tools we need and our plans is the first step. I think a lot of things that people don't have at their disposal or they don't they don't think they have at their disposal is I hate to use this word uh, for a resource, but um, humans, you know, so yeah. I think that uh, I think what a lot of people lack is the uh, myself included is the ability to ask for help and the ability to be humble enough to say that I don't know how to do something. So like, yeah, you know, you saying that you have an idea, you don't know how to pitch investors, you don't know how to put together necessarily, or you don't have experience and like, com- you're not comfortable putting together like a deck for, you know, pitching investors, or whatever, but I am. Yeah. So like, that's easily, and that's a resource, you know, that you have, you know, at your yeah. disposal um, that you might not take advantage of, but it's there. And I think a lot of people um, miss the fact that they have that, you know, I, uh, f- you know, when I first started playing around with cameras, I actually asked your wife, I was like, what yeah. should I get? And she, and she is, you know, she will admittedly say like for video, she's not really even sure. But like, I, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, just from your perspective on what's on the market and stuff, like, and she gave me some advice and I took it and I loved what I got. So like, I think just reaching out to your network yeah. and it's not like Liz and I talk all the time. So it's not like someone that I talk to on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, but, uh, someone that I knew that did something that is remotely related to something I want to get into and, you know, just, uh, just ask people. And I think that's, I think that gets missed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I also think some of this, at least some of what they're talking about in this list is like you show up, let's say you show up to that investor meeting mm-hmm. and they're like, well, where's your comparable uh, numbers? Sure. Where's your whatever? And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I didn't yeah. know I needed that. Where's your business plan? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just told you I, I, I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> like there's all these like things that you need and that doesn't have to be a, i mean that's just one example it could be like oh man i really want to be a painter but i don't know the types of brushes that i need to do sure. these particular paintings sure. or you know i don't have those resources and they're like very tangible resources mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be pretty bad if you want to be a painter and you didn't know you needed brushes but yeah you know you never know but Maybe. if there's a style that you like um and you don't know how to achieve that. Um, you know, if you want to be, there's been plenty of times in my life where I'm like, man, I really like the sound of, you know, this, uh, this tone that someone has on an album. I really want to replicate that. How the hell do I get that? Um, and you know, especially back in the day, now it's easier because you just Google it. But back in the day, it was like, there was, you had to like ask around, what's that noise? What's that squealing noise in like a Ozzy Osbourne song? Someone's like, it's pitch harmonics. What's that? Oh, you know, I'm like, do that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think that that's kind of a bad example because that's not really a resource. That's a technique, but, um, techniques can be resources too, I guess, in your repertoire of things you can do with your left right. hand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or right hand, depending on which hand you are and how you play guitar. But yeah. So, you know, study up on the resources you need for, for what you are, your dream is. Yeah, I will say that it's my advice on that one. I will say that most investors, uh, for anyone who is actually listening and cares about it, most investors don't ask those questions, and uh, (laughs) they don't ask for your numbers for comp statistics. Yeah, well, and if I think a lot of times, if you're like, if you're like, look, this is my idea, and I'm going to execute on the idea, I don't have the paperwork. They're going to be like, well, we'll eventually find that for you. If the idea is cool enough and you're confident enough, they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Here's a biggie, number nine. It's finally like broken free of the string of things that seem the same. <laughs> um, 
lack of emotional support. Oh yeah. That's a, That's good a big one. one. That's the, that was the turning point of my whole life. Yeah. Was a, was a going from a lack of emotional support to a, uh, being in a relationship with somebody who like could see past their, their selves and what they want out of me <laughs> and, and see that I actually have the ability to do what I want yeah. and know how to do it. And, and all I needed was like somebody in my corner. Dude, I believed in you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I understand that for sure. You did. You, you believed in me. I remember that time that I got fired from Texas Roadhouse <laughs> and I came back to our house and it was band practice day. And I was like, all right, man, let's practice. But dude, I got fired. You're like, well, no practice today. Got to have a job. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, Rob does really care about me. Uh, I do care about you. I wanted you to be, you know, self-independent. To, to end that story, we did practice anyway. Because I was probably like, whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever. Let's just go play music. Um, That was the goal. And look at us now. Yeah. Multi-platinum rock stars. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's important, though. I think if your friends and family are not in your corner yeah like you know before i met elizabeth i really didn't feel emotionally supported by much like by many people at least my family you know sure. i mean our, our immediate friend group we all kind of believed in each other but we also were all just kind of like doing our own thing and we also you and i at least were kind of focused on the same things most of the time so we right. were we were supportive of each other, but maybe we needed some other people. Also. No, sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I was joking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Us. No, I get it. You know, cause we probably both had that same kind of feeling of just like everybody thinks that we are, we need to just like go find a good job and stick with it because oh, these, these dreams that we have are not real. Right. I had so many of that argument in my life. Um, yeah. That was just like, I mean, yeah, it took me a while, but um, that argument popped up a lot. And it was just, I remember, I very vividly remember, and I won't go into names or anything, but I very vividly remember being in um, conversations, I won't even say relationships, conversations with people um, where I had have used the phrase, I'm never going to be normal, so get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, I, uh, I've definitely spur- sputtered that out many times in my life. Um, and, uh, at the time I was way less normal than I am now, which is kind of funny. Um, I've ended up turning into somewhat normal, but, uh, <laughs> you know, at the time, yeah, I was way, way out there. Um, you know, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a ton uh, or any, I'm with you. I didn't really have any, you know, emotional support younger in my younger yeah. days. Yeah. And I don't think that's a fault on anybody. Re- I mean, maybe it is, but, um, I just feel like at a point it, you find you, you need to find the people that do emotionally support you and involve them mm-hmm. in what you're doing because it, it helps. And if there are people that don't, you know, if you can yeah. replace them, replace yeah. them or, or get rid of them at the very least, don't involve them in your dreams, you yeah. know? And, and that's hard to do sometimes, but, but what ends up happening is 
you realize your dreams and then they come around. I think something that, yeah, I think something that really like sparked for me in the last 10 years or so is, uh, if, if you want to find the emotional support that you feel like you need, and maybe you don't even want to label it that, but you, you know, you need like something, something's missing for you or whatever. Um, begin a journey of being genuinely excited for things that happen to other people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, instead of just kind of worried about your own shit. And if you, if you spend a, a, a good portion of your time just saying like, I'm, I'm like super stoked that that happened for that person or whatever, um, that kind of crap will come back to you. And I, you know, I'm not saying karma or whatever. It's just like you start no, to open does. yourself up to that, you know? So people want to give it back if you do it, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, it's funny. I was watching a, a video on Instagram that Russell Brand made <laughs> and that one times get hard, but I think, I think it, it it relates to this in a way is like it, if you lack emotional support you can also be emotional support for right. other people right and right and his thing was like when times are hard there's there's these few things you can do right you can be grateful or you can you know the big one that relates to this is be of service mm-hmm. like like be of service to others and and maybe it's not even like emotional support but just like helping people yeah and and going out and being a good person and and uh and by that i mean helping without the the expectation of getting something else in return because you you get you inherently get something else in return which is you feel good about helping people so sure you know a lot sometimes people just expect money or or uh you know whatever but i think just just being the person that you would like other people to be to you Mm -hmm. will will cause that freaking support train to start rolling because a lot of times those people that you're helping will be your biggest fans right yeah 100 percent. i i i wholeheartedly believe in that and as of lately have really taken that as something that I sometimes spread myself too thin helping. Um, but I, I like it. I like, yeah, but it goes back to that 10 years from now, you having that conversation, you know, in the, uh, in the chamber of time travel. Um, and, uh, you say, what'd you do today? And you say, you know, I helped out this kid who's, you know, really looking to get break into the industry and, you know, the future you says, uh, you know, Oh cool. Did you make any, you make any money off of it? Yeah. No, no, I'm just doing it because you know, it makes me, it makes me feel good and it makes, you know, it puts that out in the end of the world and helps somebody else. And I think future you is inevitably get never going to say at least future us, maybe some people, but inevitably yeah. never going to say, you know, you wasted your time that day. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know. you would never, I would never think that if, if the time was spent, you know, helping someone else out I might at the end of the day. Yeah. If, yeah. Spend time helping that. someone out instead of, uh, you know, watching three hours of Netflix or. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to remember that yeah. shit 10 years so. from now. All right. So help others and you will in turn be helped. There you go. It's your fortune cookie. If you turn it over, your lucky numbers are seven, eight, 13 and six. <laughs> Number 10, fear of success. You're afraid you might actually pull this off. And then what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've definitely had that. I don't know about you. Um, that's a huge one for me. Um, I think it's 
uh, it's easy to uh, have ideas and throw stuff out there knowing that uh, only a select group of people is really going to be engaged or interested in what you're doing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's harder when you know that you've got an audience and you have um, success and you have expectations and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, it's never stopped me, but it, it certainly it, it makes things different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like oh, yeah. uh, what this is, what this is talking about is like, there's a few examples. Like what if you make a brilliant documentary, people will expect you to make more brilliant documentaries. It's kind of the second album syndrome. Right. 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 Like one hit wonder. I think, you know, I don't know. I would, I'd rather be a one hit wonder than a no hit wonder. Right. I don't know. I think I'd, I like flying under the radar to some extent. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I would always rather have uh, a thousand loyal, dedicated fans or uh, interested parties or whatever you want to call them than, you know, a million, uh, you know, somewhat interested, you know, um, people. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. I think, I think a, a lot of that has to do with like, is it, is, is your career a slow burn or is it like a firework? Right. right. And I, I think, I think everybody, you want the slow burn. You want the, like, like, uh, I don't know, trying to like equate it to a band. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of, of someone who's done a nice, like, like loyal butch walker mass of fans there you go i'd rather be a butch walker than a than a lfo <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's how you if if getting fans is what you, is what you want right um yeah but i think i think what with this fear of success is like you are the you are the lfo all of a sudden you're like well, what happens if I if I write this novel because it's been a dream for me to write this novel and I write freaking Catcher in the Rye, yeah. and then what? Yeah, and then I become a hermit that writes you know books that that people don't see ever being as good as that. You know what's funny um, is I I actually liked uh, Franny and Zoe better than Catcher really? in the Rye. Yeah. That, that's funny because I just started with that because it was the first novel that came to my head. And then I, I don't actually know if, if it was the first one he wrote or anything, <laughs> but, but, um, you it's know, the it's only like, one he's known for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and you know, that, that can be scary to, to have the expectation. So I guess that could stop you from ever doing it, but that, man, that feels like a, like a pretty egotistical thing to stop yourself from yeah from doing it i guess i don't know it's it's like you do things at least i do because i i want to and and i enjoy doing them it's never really about like well i hope this becomes number one on the seller list it's it's i hope i can make this thing and that would be cool so well, yeah i mean there's a certain amount of uh like if you look at um chris evans the actor he he's you know it's pretty well known now that he like almost turned down the role for uh, captain america and um it was because he knew it was going to be a huge thing he knew it was going to oh, blow yeah. up and uh you know iron man at that point was like enormous and he knew it was going to blow up and um he wasn't sure that he wanted to be 
that person. He wasn't sure that he wanted to like just be known as Captain America or be known as, yeah. you know, big action Marvel star. Cause he's, um, you know, he was in Knives Out, um, which is kind of more of a critically acclaimed movie. And he's been in a few different uh, Snowpiercer, which is weird as crap. And Man, that movie um, is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he I think was he, also What's-His-Face from Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. Yeah, which was, <laughs> yeah, just awful. But uh, I think he, uh, you know, I think he had something there. And I kind of had that, too. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be recognized for something, you know, big. And I wanted to kind of you know, I don't know, blow up or whatever. But at the same time, I, I definitely had that weird, like, fear of success. Um, yeah. I still have it. And I think it's, you know, um, you don't want to be, you don't want the expectations, you know, that when the expectations are, are not not even necessarily low, just not there, you know, just because it's not known, then it's, um, you know, you get to kind of fly under the radar a little bit and continue to experiment and do different things. But, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it- – I was just looking at it a little bit differently. Like I, I can't, I can't not do something because I, I know it's going to be huge. Sure. Right. Like, sure. Because I don't, there's right. no way of knowing that, but I guess if it in Captain America's <laughs> point, you kind of know it's going to be huge. So that that's a little different type of fear of success. Um, yeah, I, I certainly can understand the different like pitfalls there. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I still think I don't, I don't think I would necessarily like stop myself. Like if I, I don't know, magically wrote something or like, we'll use their example, like wrote, you know, did a documentary or something and I was like super proud of it. And I just like knew that if someone picked it up all of a sudden it would be huge. I don't think I'd be like, meh, I'm going to throw it in the closet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I, I also don't, have the kind of mentality that like feels like I would have to follow that up. People are like, Oh man, we really expect you to make another right. documentary. I'd be like, well, fucking, I, I made that one breath, man. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you sit, you can wish in one hand and <laughs> you know, that old chestnut that you, you could, you can just keep hoping pal, because I don't feel like making any more documentaries, but check out my awesome, hand woven tapestries because that's what i'm doing now i I don't know i just that's kind of how i i do things anyway yeah i'll just do what i want and if people like it they will if they don't then well you don't have any taste (laughs) all right what's number Uh, 10 that's it oh is that it that's the last one oh okay fear of success right on that's a decent list um yeah yeah, I it think comes uh, from lifehack.org. I think the whole this whole thing was predicated on the idea that um um what what keeps you from um what keeps you from getting started um which kind of goes into the bigger balloon of what I was calling like obsessive creative compulsion which is like um, you can go two different ways. And and for me, it was a way of saying it's sometimes hard for me to get started because I know that I'm not going to be able to dedicate the time to it that I really want to. Um, yeah. But at the same so, time, uh, compulsively wanting to create things. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, I think that, I think that kind of relates. It kind of gets going with, uh, you know, uh, with what we were talking about and, um, yeah, that's good. Good yeah. show. And that is our advice. It's, That's it's, a wrap. It's weaved in there. Is that what, two two episodes? 
that is probably two 40 something minute episodes yeah so that's uh part two of the uh two-parter episode that's it there's no more parts that's it there is no part three next week we will be talking about our top five creative influences i have no idea i'm just making stuff Uh, we we might hey you know why not i kind of like this uh this like top 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 five top ten yeah like reading through whether it's a list we make on our own or it's some shit we find on the internet that we <laughs> credit after we read through it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like that. Like, well, here's 10 things that are stopping you from getting started. It, it sort of keeps us from having to think on our own. <laughs> we can just react. It's, it's sort of like the things I like when I go to conferences. I'm like, well, I could do a presentation or I could do a panel Q&A. Yeah. And I could be prompted for everything I say. And that's way easier. I think it's pretty darn normal. People want prompts. And I mean, honestly, good speakers give them write their own prompts, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think that's, uh, I think it's a good way to do it. It's better than you and I meandering through coronavirus conversations. Yeah. Right. Or, or who knows shit about politics that we like barely know the surface (laughs) scratch on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I All like right. This. I like this format. Good show, good show. Um, yeah. That's it All for right. us today. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a subscribe or at least a like or a star or whatever it is on your platform. Um, we really appreciate it. And yeah, that's it. Thank yep. you. Peace out. Later, homies. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>